Welcome to the Pioneer Forage Forum, featuring news and information important to dairy professionals working for successful animal nutrition. Today, our topic is the biology of hay and haylage drying. And our expert is Dr. Bill Mahana, who is the Nutritional Sciences Coordinator for Pioneer. Bill, how exactly does hay dry? I thought probably it was just the sun and the wind that took care of that. Well, it's interesting because when you look at the loss that we have in in harvesting an alfalfa crop, it's really caused by three things. People think when you cut the crop, it's dead. Well, those cells continue to to live, and they're living and functioning and metabolizing in the windrow until that plant reaches about, you know, 48% moisture. So they continue to grow, and that's respiration losses, is losses in the field. And then we have leaf shatter from harvesting equipment, and then the worst one is if we get uh, leaching due to any kind of rain. So really the opportunity to really reduce our hay harvesting losses or haylage harvesting losses is to reduce the curing time. And while the sun and the wind generally take care of that, I think there's some interesting new work that's come out of uh, both Wisconsin and New York about drying. And forages really don't dry at a uniform rate. They they become increasingly difficult to dry as it gets closer to 30% moisture. So the first phase of drying, the initial phase, happens you know pretty quickly. And then there's kind of an intermediate phase. And then the final phase is very, very slow. And what's interesting is what causes this. And, and what really causes that initial phase, say, to take the plant uh, in the field at, uh, you know, 75, 80% moisture, and how do we get it down to maybe 65% moisture where we want to ensile it as a, as a forage, uh, fermented forage? And most of that drying occurs through the stomates, which are openings primarily in the leaves. And they're like little holes, that are almost like lungs, and that's where the oxygen exits the plant and also moisture as well. There's kind of a misconception that leaves dry primarily through their surface, but but the surface is covered with a waxy cutin layer to protect that. So it's really out these stomates where most of this moisture escapes. And that's the interesting thing that we, we know that uh, we need to really allow that to happen. And those stomates are generally open during the day, and they close at night. So if you've got a windrow, and you've got a lot of it very narrow, and you've got that windrow kind of shaded, those stomates close up, and you really don't get that rapid initial drying as much as we would like to see. How does this windrow management then affect all of this? Well, there's a couple questions that people have looked at. Is One is conditioning the crop. If we have a conditioner uh, on our uh, harvester, do we roll that crop? Do we destroy the integrity of the stem and those stomates and everything and just crush it and let it dry that way? Or do we allow those stomates to pull moisture out of the stem and then up and out through the leaves? And, and that's kind of the, the work that's being done that's, where the biology of this has been quite interesting. And what we know, it kind of makes sense that if we would, if we would uh, spread that windrow out much wider, we're going to have more surface area exposed to the sun and the wind, and we're going to dry it faster. But back to the basic biology, if that windrow is laid out and those leaves are exposed to sunlight, those stomates will stay open, and that will facilitate the removal of moisture through the leaves to get us down to that point of putting it up as haylage. Now, if we want to dry it down to dry hay, that's really where we need to have conditioners in. Now, we can still have the the wide windrow, but it really helps to have that conditioner in there so that we crush that stem so that we get radial movement of moisture out that stem. So I guess in, in summary, 
those little openings in the plant that act like lungs uh, where oxygen and moisture escape, we're realizing that we can make use of those to facilitate more rapid movement of moisture out of that plant, at least to get us down somewhere in that intermediate phase, which is a moisture level, Cindy, where we would feel comfortable putting it in a silo and having it harvesting. We really do need to condition that crop, though, and then also lay out the windrow as wide as we can if we're going to take it down to bale it for dry hay. That's Pioneer Nutritional Sciences Coordinator Dr. Bill Mahana. We invite your feedback, comments, and questions at worlddairydiary.com. I'm Cindy Zimmerman with the Pioneer Forage Forum.